Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real life issues that you're facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are and who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, it is the month of November and the month of giving, and I have two really quick announcements just for you. If you go to uncommonteen.com and click on the tab that says devotional, this month alone, the Dare to Be devotional is 50% off, so don't miss getting your copy. Also, if you have not yet signed up under the Don't Miss a Thing tab on our Uncommon Teen app, you want to do so now because we are going to share something with you that we have not yet shared with the rest of the world. All right, ladies. So today we have a special guest, Elizabeth Lang Thompson. Elizabeth, we're so excited that you're joining us this week. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been so excited about this. Elizabeth is an author of several books, including her new book, All the Feels for Teens. All right. So before we get started, though, I want to ask you some fun questions just so our audience can get to know you a little bit more. Can you tell me something fun about yourself that not very many people know? Absolutely. So something people often don't realize about me is I know a lot of what I call stupid human tricks. I guess this started early in childhood where like if there was a weird skill you could acquire, I would try to learn it. So I can juggle. I am really good with a yo-yo. I can make all the weird noises that like middle school boys can make, like that mouth water drop thing when you flick your cheek and all these weird things like that (laughs) I learned to do. I don't know. I just like collecting stupid human tricks. That's awesome, though. (laughs) I think I tried doing several of those things and I was not very good at any of them. Do you have a favorite verse that you'd like to share with these girls? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, favorite verse is so hard to pick uh, because, you know, I mean, hello, the Bible is packed with amazing ones, (laughs) but one that has really meant a lot to me in terms of thinking about being a big feeler is Proverbs 14, 10. It says each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. It's an interesting proverb because it's a little bit sad, but when I read it, I always sort of in my mind, I think each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. No one that is, but God, to me, what that proverb means is, you know, we're always searching for people to like fully understand what we feel and what's going on inside, whether we're so happy, we think we're going to float away or so sad. We don't even have words for it, but God can. He can step into those dark places. He can step into the happy places and share them with us. That's meant a lot to me in just helping me connect with God over the years. That is really neat. I have not heard it put that way before. All right. Can you tell us a quick version about who you are and how you got to be to where you are today? 
Yeah. Well, so I grew up in a ministry family and my dad's job as a minister moved us all up and down the East coast my whole life. And there were so many great things about moving a lot growing up that I think it taught me to make friends quickly and sort of be flexible and adaptable, that kind of thing. But I do think it was hard in the sense that I never felt like I had roots as a young teen. I think I tried to get my confidence and security from accomplishing things. I think I really was like, okay, I'm going to do great in school and I'm going to be in all these clubs and I'm just going to like find a way to rule the world. And clearly that did not fill up (laughs) my tank. And finally, I realized what was missing was God. And so I became a Christian right before I went to high school and it really reshaped what I started finding my value in, what was important to me. I realized it was just so much more important to love people and share God with people than to be all obsessed over my grades and what was I doing and how was I accomplishing things. And so God took those four years in high school to really reshape my heart. And I always knew that I loved writing. What's funny is the whole reason I got into writing in my twenties to begin with was I wanted to write novels for preteen and teen girls. That was like my passion in writing. And then God sort of sent me a different direction, but I'm finally circling back to writing for teen and preteen girls. And that is just like the biggest joy of my whole life. I'm super excited about that. You have a brand new book out called All the Feels for Teens. Tell us a little bit about that book and your heart behind writing this book. Well, I always try to write the books that I really need. And this is the book that I desperately needed in middle and high school and couldn't find because I have been a very emotional person my whole entire life. If I am sad, I want to crawl into a hole and never come out. If I feel lonely, I'm overwhelmed by it. If I'm happy, I'm like throwing a parade. I am setting off fireworks. I'm so, so happy. And as I fell in love with God and decided to give my life to him, I couldn't quite figure out where do all these feelings fit into my faith? Like, is it okay that I'm emotional like this? Am I allowed to pray to God when I am a mess and I'm like snot is flying out of my mouth and my eyes are swollen and I'm really upset and I'm not necessarily in the most righteous, faithful places. Can I pray to God? I don't know. And I think I often felt like my feelings were a weakness and that God probably didn't like them and didn't want to hear about them. Like they were annoying and we really just needed to get about the business of being righteous and saving souls. This book is the product of years of me praying and learning that God welcomes our emotions, even if you're not a super emotional person. Like maybe I talk in the book about the different kinds of feelers. Like I'm a big feeler, but there are other people who really prefer logic and reason and they are reluctant feelers. They just like really don't want to hang out with their feelings that much. But how do all of us, however we're wired, how do we bring those feelings to God? Where do our faith and feelings intersect? Can we talk to God when we're in that messy place? Does he care about what we care about? And of course, the answer to both those things is absolutely yes. There is so much scripture that invites us into that kind of walk. And one of the things I really have had to do over the years is learn to grow in my emotions because of course, as a big feeler, there are some really great strengths that go along with that empathy, compassion, kindness, soft-heartedness. There can be a shadow side. There can be weaknesses and God can help me and all of us to grow whatever our emotional challenges may be. God can help and the scripture can help. So that's really what this book is about and what I hope it will help others do when they read it. I think that's incredible, especially, you know, during the teen years, 
that emotional part of their brain is the part that's growing. So if you are a big feeler and you've got those emotions that like, that's where you're working out of in your brain, that's going to be challenging. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, add hormones into it. And I like to call hormones like the supersize me element. They will supersize any feeling that you're having. You're not just a little bit happy. Like you are getting a supersize of that. So, you know, I think hormones, like they supersize any feeling you're going to have in your teen years. It's like, just a little worry won't do. We need utter panic and freak out. Like (laughs) that's what hormones give to you. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit more about emotions because, you know, we live in a culture today where we worship our emotions. We worship our feelings. We live by them. Can you talk a little bit about what they can do to get their emotions and check to where their emotions aren't what's driving them? Absolutely. So I would say that has been one of the biggest challenges of my life is learning how to lead my emotions instead of the other way around my emotions leading me, you know, I don't know if any listeners can relate to this, but like, you know how sometimes there are days you wake up and you're just sad. Nothing bad has happened. You're just like, man, I'm under a cloud. What's going on. And that's happened to me so many times. And I think what's so amazing about God is he gives us the tools through scripture and the Holy spirit to sift through and take emotions like that and say, okay, I'm feeling this thing, but is it grounded in a fact? Is it grounded in the truth of God? Does this reflect what God feels, what God says? Does this reflect the reality of my life, you know, (laughs) or is it just a feeling that maybe came from a hormone or came from a bad burrito I ate yesterday, or, you know, sometimes our feelings, they're a little unreliable. And so I think it's really important for us to learn to sift between facts and feelings. Now your feelings are always real in the sense that they exist on those days. If you wake up and you're like, man, I'm just sad. I'm not saying that's not a real feeling, but It might be that when you go and you spend a little time with God and you read the scripture and you kind of think back on your life and what's going on, is there something I need to deal with? Is there a trigger for this? You might come up with nothing. Then you can say, okay, well, this feeling gets to go on its way. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to ask God to help me reset myself emotionally. I'm going to set my mind on things above, like Colossians 3 talks about. I'm going to reset my focus. Philippians 4, I'm going to focus on positive things, true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy things. And then I'm going to let God take that feeling for me and really redirect it. I don't have to let that feeling hang out with me all day long. It's easier said than done. It is sort of a skill you have to kind of work on over time, but there's so much that the Bible can help us with sifting through facts versus feelings, even things like, let's say you're super insecure. This happens to me all the time. You get a text from a friend, like, do you want to hang out? And they're like, no. And you're like, oh no, suddenly you have this like cascade of insecurity. You're like, she's mad at me. This happened, blah, blah. And you've like, you create this whole scenario in your mind. So I think even God can help us sort through things like that, that trigger a lot of feelings. Is there a conflict here? Is this insecurity I'm feeling rooted in facts? Or am I just making up a story that's making me feel all kinds of ways? And I don't have to feel that way. So scripture and God can be really empowering. Absolutely. What are the challenges? What happens when you choose to live by your feelings versus putting God first? For me, when I let my feelings take control, I get very dramatic and extreme. You know, I start saying a lot of always and never type statements like, I'm always alone. I never feel understood. I never have friends. Life never goes my way. God never answers my prayers. You know, I can get very dramatic. 
and everything feels insurmountable, overwhelming. And that's been something I've had to, like when I catch myself saying those super dramatic things, I call it letting my little inner drama queen out to play. When I let her out to play and I hear her talking, I have to be like, okay, wait a minute. Let me step back and see, is this in line with scripture? Is this actually true? Or is this just me being dramatic? You know, things like that. I have really struggled over the years with letting guilt define my relationship with God. Just this constant sense of not being enough and God not loving me, God not liking me. I must have done something wrong. I bet I'm in sin and I don't even know. know? (laughs) That sort of guilt and shame cycle that I know you talk about a lot. So I've had to really find, I call it finding my lifeline scriptures that I can cling to when I'm spiraling down and the drama is building. These scriptures reset my mind and reset the way I view God and remind me, no, this is who God says you are. I feel this way, but the Bible says I am this, you know, I feel condemned. The Bible says I am free. I feel like God is holding this over my head. God says, I delight in you. I rejoice over you with singing and just, you know, making those thoughts and those guilty feelings submit to God's word. Those lifeline scriptures have really been life-changing for me as I've learned to embrace them. Them, repeat them to myself over and over, like paste them to my bathroom mirror, all of that God's used to really help me kind of get to a better place. I love that. In a lot of our episodes, we talk about renewing your mind to Christ. And that's exactly what it is that you're doing is taking those verses and saying, you know what, this is what God says. Now I'm renewing my mind to what he says versus what I think, <laughs> what I feel. <laughs> And so you were talking about in your book, different types of personalities. So you're a big feeler. What other types of personalities does your book talk about? Yeah. Okay. In the book, we talk about three different types of feelers and obviously big feelers. Hello. On the other end of the spectrum, I talked about reluctant feelers. And these are people who prefer to, you know, approach their feelings with handshakes, not hugs. They're like, I am on a fist bump relationship with my feelings. They are not like my BFF, but they can come along occasionally. (laughs) Like these are people who really excel in logic and truth and thinking through things clearly. They really value that. And reluctant feelers, these are the people who are like steadfast and they are rocks to lean on. Like we can go to you when the whole world is falling apart. Everybody's freaking out. You're the one in the group who's like, Hey guys, we're going to be okay. God's with us. We're fine. Let's soldier on. Like you are that person. You have such strength. You're passionate about justice and fairness. And you're good at like saying, Hey, I know everybody's feeling stuff, but this is the right thing to do. This is what is right. And who is right. (laughs) So you can be great in like conflict. Of course, sometimes you need help getting a little more in touch with your feelings. Maybe sometimes you don't understand what your friends are feeling. You're kind of like, Hey, get it together. And they're like, but I need time. And you get, you may get a little frustrated with your bigger feeling friends. So you might have to like work on cultivating patience and empathy, but your big feeling friends need you. And then right in the middle, and maybe this is you, it sounds like you may be a steady feeler where you're like, most of the time you're like, steady as she goes. You don't get rocked easily, but you do have that big feeling side. It's just that you're good at keeping it in a box until the appropriate time. The difference between a steady feeler and a big feeler is a big feeler like lives with their box spilled out all over their house all the time. (laughs) Whereas the steady feeler is like, yeah, I feel some stuff about that, but I'm going to deal with it tomorrow when it's appropriate. I can't go down right now. Like people need me. I need to keep moving forward. The thing with steady feelers, if you think you might be a steady feeler, and I do have quizzes on my website, if you're like, I don't 
know which one am I? Steady feelers. What you have to make sure is that you take care of yourself because you tend to give a lot to other people. You're sort of the translator between the big feelers and the reluctant feelers in your friend group. And sometimes you get a little lost because you're so good at helping other people, but you do have feelings that you need time to process as well. So those are our steady feeling friends. I'm married to a steady feeler and my 15 year old is a steady feeler. Love me some steady feelers. We really need them. <laughs> I think my husband is a steady feeler. I am the reluctant feeler. You think you're reluctant. Okay. I am. Yes. I am the reluctant feeler. I am the one that's like, okay, quit the drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on here. <laughs> exactly. But I have had to work on that over the years. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're just direct, you know, I got to speak the truth in love, not just speak <laughs> <Right>. the truth. <laughs> Love it. All right. So what are some other practical steps that they can take today if their emotions are kind of going crazy? And I am a very big fan of writing down what you feel. Let's say you're having a big feeling day, even if you're like the reluctant feeler and you're like, I'm not used to this, but I'm so upset and I don't know how to process this. Like this is not my normal. I like writing it down. Like what's bothering me? Why am I upset? What specifically am I feeling? That helps me because sometimes if I'm just all in my feelings, it feels like everything is wrong. But if I can put it on paper, I'm like, oh, I thought I was worried about 18 things. I'm actually worried about one thing, 18 different ways. I can deal with one thing. God and I can deal with that. And then I either will try to find Bible verses that help me kind of find the truth and figure out, okay, what's my next step? If I'm anxious, what do I do about that? If I'm insecure, what does God have to say about that? If I'm having a problem with a friend, how would God want me to resolve it? Where can the Bible step in and help me? I have in the book, I have a lot of lifeline verses to hopefully help And sometimes it's a matter of like presenting a problem to God saying, okay, God, I'm doing my part, but I need you to take this. And I ask you to help me feel better. I ask you to help me feel at peace. And it's not that the minute you say amen, you're going to be like, oh, good problem solved. I feel instantly better. It doesn't work that way. Like your emotions are kind of on a delay, but in your head, you know, hey, God's got this. Like his eyes are on it. His hands are all over it. He's helping me and I'm going to watch for God to work over time. And that can start to calm you down. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. Is there anything else that you would like to share with these girls? I think one of the big things that I hope girls come away with is that God loves the way he made you. Psalm 139 tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that he made your inmost parts. And to me, that means he designed you emotionally, whether you are a reluctant feeler and you're trying to get a little more in touch with some of your feelings, or you're super steady and reliable, or you're all over the place with your big feelings. God made you that way. He delights in that person. Like there are gifts in that design that he wants you to use as you mature, as you grow in your faith and you grow in your emotional self-control. God has so much he wants to do with you. He loves the person he made you to be. So I hope you'll step into that more and offer those gifts to your friends, to your family, your youth group, whoever is in your life. Thank you so much for sharing that. God's plan is beautiful and perfect. That's right. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing today. Can you share with us where they can find you and your book? 
Yeah. My website is elizabethlangthompson.com and I have all kinds of different quizzes, like how strong is your inner drama queen? I have a friendship checkup. I have the feeling type quiz to figure out what kind you are. I'm on Instagram, Elizabeth Lang Thompson, and I've just started a new YouTube channel, Elizabeth Lang Thompson as well. And it's really for teens. And sometimes my daughters are going to hop on there as well. And we're going to talk about how do you figure out feelings as moms and daughters, or just if you've got a godly woman in your life who's sort of mentoring you and guiding you in your faith. How do we communicate about our feelings together? So I'm excited about that. You can find me any of those places and I would love to connect. I love that. Well, thank you again for joining us. All right, ladies. So as we say every week, I want you to repeat after me, but most importantly, mean it from your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value They don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Uncommon Teen Podcast. I hope you all have an incredible week. Don't forget to sign up under that Don't Miss a Thing tab. And don't forget, our devotional this month is 50% off. You can find that at www.uncommonteen.com. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. 
All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.